Thank you for joining us on our Living Word Christian Center podcast. You're about to listen to one of our guest speakers. Open up your hearts and get ready to receive a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Come on, can somebody shout shotgun? Yeah, high five three of your neighbors and go ahead and take your seat. Praise the Lord. We have a, if you don't know what a shotgun is, I know you know what a shotgun is, but I'm talking about shotgun preaching, amen. Well, you have a special treat tonight, hallelujah. We came down, amen, to... uh, Come and honor our Father, amen, our spiritual Father. We wanted to come and and be a blessing and join your service, and thank you for welcoming us. The presence of God is here, come on. Can't get enough of your love, Jesus, come on. Hallelujah. And uh, Father's Day, come on, uh, all your dads, amen. All your daddies, hallelujah. This is for you as well, amen. This is all about you, praise God. And so today we're, we're going to be ministering on the topic of faith. God is looking for men of faith. Our pastor, amen, our spiritual father has led a, a mighty, mighty example of faith, amen, not in one instance or one moment in time, but his entire existence has been uh, exampling for us. You know, seeing in us, amen, those of us that will be speaking tonight, hallelujah, seeing in us what we never saw in ourselves and, uh, and, and receiving, amen, the call from God to him, to, to the laying on of hands, to releasing us into what God has, has called us to do, amen. And so, hallelujah, let's go before the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for your power, your presence, your love, God. And I pray tonight, God, as we prepare for this Father's Day, Lord, that you would, number one, bless the men of God that have stood, that have stood and remained faithful, God, to you and their families, Lord. And those that are learning or relearning uh, how, to, how to become daddies, I pray that your hand uh, of blessing and strength and that you would stir up, God, and not allow men to grow weary in well-doing, but Stay the course, God, to be the men of God that you've called us to be. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Isn't it good to be saved in the men of God month? Amen. June is declared men of God month. There ain't no pride, nada. Amen. It's about men of God month. Hallelujah. And that's what it is. And, and, uh, we, we've just been uh, pushing forward for the men of God. So make sure that you bless your daddies. Amen. Bless your daddies. You say, well, I don't have a daddy. Amen. Make sure you bless your spiritual fathers. Come on. So I have the opportunity tonight. Amen. Again, we're preaching on the topic of faith. And so we're going to be breaking down uh, uh, the, the word faith. And I have the opportunity to speak about men of God that are fearless. Come on. Can you say fearless? Hallelujah. Joshua chapter number 14, Joshua 14, verse number 10. The Bible says, now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well, as he promised 
for all these 45 years since Moses made this promise. Even while Israel wandered in the wilderness, today I am 85 years old. I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. And I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me this hill country. Give me my mountain is, is what he said. Amen. Give me this hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts we found the descendants of Anak living there in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land just as the Lord said. Hallelujah. So being fearless, amen, uh, being men of God that are fearless. It doesn't mean that we're not affected by trial. It doesn't mean that we're not affected by, by, by wounds. It doesn't mean that we're not, you know, that we're numb or that, that we're faking, amen. But I'll tell you that when God is inside the life of a man and the power of the Holy Ghost uh, is stirring up and, and, and the, being the, the direction and the leader inside of our lives, that is what makes us as men of God fearless uh, to answer and not only answer but complete the call that God has in our lives. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. And uh, I want to commend you men, hallelujah, that have stood the test, that you've you, you've sacrificed, you've gone without. Some, come on, I know some of you men, amen, you've gone without in time past. Maybe even now you're in that, in that valley of, of struggle. You're in that valley of, of, of maybe not enough or just enough. But I want to tell you, hold, hold your ground. Hold your ground. Come on, can you say hold your ground, men of God? Stay the course, hallelujah, because your day is coming, amen, where you will move from just enough to more than enough because that's the God that we serve hallelujah and fearless men one thing about being a fearless man when you think about the life of uh, of Caleb hallelujah Caleb was a man that was there in the beginning. You got to know that him and Joshua were the only two that were able to go into the promised land. They were the only two that, that made it out of that desert. Come on now. Because, uh, because of the, the, the denial, because of the doubt, because of the rebellion, because of the sin. So many went into the desert and didn't make it out. But Caleb and Joshua made it out. Why? Because they were men. Hallelujah that number one, they were men that had trust in God completely. And the same holds true today, gentlemen. The same hold true, holds true today, men of God. Daddies, amen, hallelujah, is that we need, hallelujah, to be men who will trust God completely. Not just on good days, not just when the bills are paid, but on those moments and times where it looks like there is no hope, uh, where there's nothing, uh, where, where we stand at our, come on, anybody ever been at your wit's end? Where you don't know what you're going to do next? Where we don't know how we're going to do it. We don't know how we're going to make peace with our wives. We don't know how we're going to advance forward. And the needs keep coming. But sometimes, uh, come on, the needs keep coming. But sometimes uh, everything else is stale. Hello? But we need to be men that trust God. In Proverbs chapter number 3 and verse number 5, it says to what? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. 
with all of our heart, every bit of our heart needs to be surrendered to God in trust so that we can trust him. And he said, with all your heart and lean not on what? Lean not on your own understanding. That means get out of your mind. You know that your mind will rip you off. Your mind will convince you that you can't do it. Your mind will convince you that you're a failure, that you're a fraud, that you're a hypocrite. Your mind will convince you, amen, that your wife don't love you no more. Your, your mind will convince, come on, then the devil's inspired in all that. That all oh, that, oh, that you're not wanted anymore, that you're hopeless, helpless, and good for nothing. But I'll tell you, when you trust in the Lord and you don't lean on that understanding, you don't lean on your own understanding, but you acknowledge him and let him direct your path and let him lead you come on some of you need to reignite that fire in your house you need to reignite the love machine come on oh some of you oh you say my love machine is broken amen well it's time to resurrect that broken love machine Get back to doing. If there's been a stale time, if there's been a time where it seems like you don't know, you know, it, it, it does so much. Get back to doing what you did to fall in love. Come on, because I know some of you were broke, amen, when you fell in love. And, and she loved you when you were broke. Uh, so you got to get back to doing what made her fall in love even when you were broke. You were broker than a bad joke. And she still said, I do. Come on. So we need to be men, amen, that will trust God completely. Caleb, he'd followed the Lord through the wilderness 45 years. Uh, Caleb was there, amen. He was one of the only, one of two of those that made it out of wandering in the wilderness. Caleb understood uh, that, that we have to serve God and always, because we serve a God that always keeps his promises. Fearless men. Fearless men, God will remove the fear. How many of you know that, that the Bible says, amen, that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear? But he gives us power and he gives us love and he gives us a sound mind. He gives us the ability, amen, when the devil's throwing an onslaught of, of poison at us. God, he gives us that ability to navigate through it and still see him at the end of it. Him and knowing that our help comes from him, he still gets us the, the ability to see clearly through it all. Hallelujah. And that's trusting him completely. The second thing about being a fearless man. Do we have any fearless men of God in this place? Come on. A fearless. The second thing. God is searching for men. Hallelujah. And women. And women. This ain't, this ain't excluding you ladies. But you had Mother's Day last, last month. You know that Mother's Day is the second biggest holiday in the world? Second. To Christmas. There's that one comedian. He said it's. You know, Jesus and then mom. That's the way it rolls. You know where Father's Day comes in? 20th. Halloween, I seen that comedian, he said Halloween is 6th. Ghosts and goblins, Michael Myers, amen, Chucky, they all roll in before Father's Day. But that still doesn't detour the real men of God to stand up and say, you know what? God called, I'm not just a donor. Come on, I, I'm not, come on, anybody can be a donor. Come on, somebody. But I'll tell you, it takes a real man, a man that's fearless, courageous to, to stay the course. 
and stay put, amen, and be who God called us to be. So he's searching for, for men, amen, that will follow him closely. See, Caleb followed God so close that he obeyed every command that God gave him. You know, men, that it's not going to get easy. It's not going to get easier. If you look now when we read throughout the times about the wars and the rumors of wars and, and famine and pestilence, and all, how many know we're there? We're there. So we have to stay this course and lock in even tighter to this course even now more than ever because Jesus is coming back. And, and we need to be those ones, hallelujah, that are spreading the gospel, that are sharing the good news, that are loving, amen, loving, loving and forgiving and letting go of bitterness, letting go of past, letting go of envy, letting go of strife, letting go, amen, of hatred. Come on. We got to let go of the old stuff. Come on. Uh, and believe that God, uh, God, God will deal with the stuff that we let go of. Come on. And the last thing, amen, is God is searching for men who will rise to every challenge. Families who will rise to the challenge. Families and men of God and, and women of God and, and our kids, hallelujah, that will answer the call of God. That will do whatever God says to do. Without reservation. Without a plan B. Come on, some of you today, amen, I want to encourage you. You know what plan B is in your life. You know what your fallback is. You know what your, well, if this doesn't work, I'll just go back and do this. We got to cut loose plan B and put our hands to the plow and stand and say, God, I will be a fearless man of God for you and for my family. Come on. Caleb knew the challenges that waited for him. Caleb was getting ready to take a land, amen, full of giants. And he said with boldness, give me my mountain because I'm as strong now as I was then. And I'm ready to fight. Hallelujah. Come on, men of God. It's time to fight even more. It's time to fight. In, get, uh, here's my encouragement. Amen. Let's get healthy so that we can make it in this fight. Let's get healthier so that we can be as strong as we're. He said at 45, he said, now I am, here I am now at 85. At, come on, I'm here I am at 85, just as strong as I was then. Come on, that's like Jack LaLanne status. Come on. Where we need to get back to being strong. Can I get an amen, fellas? And stand fearless and overcome no matter what comes your way. Know that if God before you, who can be against you? Greater is he that is in me, greater is he that is in you, than he that is in the world. Happy Father's Day, fellas. I love you guys. Amen. And stay the course. Let's give a great big warm welcome, amen, all the way from Living Word of L.A., Pastor Gino. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Good to be here in the house of the Lord in the mother church, amen. Good to be here honoring, amen, our spiritual father. Uh, Pastor John did a tremendous job on uh, faith that is fearless. I want to preach on faith that is anointed. How many know we need the anointing of God? If we're going to have churches, amen, we need just not another church, just not another living word, amen. Uh, we need an anointed church. Come on, somebody. We just don't need to open up another home. Hello, somebody. Uh, we need anointed men's home, anointed women's home. We just don't need another children's ministry. 
We need an anointed children's ministry. We just don't need another worship team. Hello. Another wannabe maverick. We need an anointed worship team. Hello, somebody. And, and, and you know, tonight we're doing the acronym of faith. Pastor John preached on fearless faith. Amen. And so the letter that I have is anointed faith. Amen. And, and one of the things that I reflect and I get from my pastor is that we have an anointed pastor. Not only is he fearless, but he is anointed. Amen. Amen. He, he has stood, amen, in the midst of adversity. He has stood the test of time. Amen. He has stood. And, and not only is he fearless, not only is he as bold as a lion, but, but there's an, an anointing that is upon our pastor. I remember uh, being just a, a, a young 17-year-old teenager and pastor would be doing conferences and and i remember uh he'd be preaching in front of thousands of people and and, and as he, as he would preach i mean all these anointed men would come and and they would uh they had big churches they had you know a, a lot of churches under them but they would come and they would uh, come and after hear, hearing pastor preach it would just come through the altar eating carpet because the anointing of pastor was so strong we seen that this past sunday at the men's discipleship. How I many know the glory fell? Pastor went up there, amen, and, and as he closed out the service, Pastor John preached, Pastor Manuel preached an awesome service, and, and Pastor Reuben just put it all together, and as he preached, the uh, people on, on live stream were saying, man, Pastor, I, I felt the anointing just even through live stream. And one of the things that our pastor has, he has a shepherd's heart. Somebody say a shepherd's heart. He loves the flock. He cares for people. And, and I'm reminded in, in Psalms 23, verse 5, uh, of David. How I many know King David was the shepherd? He knew the characteristics of a sheep. He knew the traits of a sheep. He, he knew how to take care of sheep. He knew how to raise sheep. Amen. He knew the responsibilities of, of being a shepherd. And, 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 and I see that in Pastor I mean, no, he knows our traits. He knows you more than you think you know. Oh, you ain't hearing a Filipino tonight. But Psalms 23 verse 5 says these words. He says, David says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed. How many want the anointing? You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. God's looking in this place, front to back, left to right. He's looking for somebody to anoint. He's looking for someone to use. He, he wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Uh, he wants the Holy Ghost to operate inside of you, outside of you, through you. Amen. God wants to put his hand on your life. Here, David, he was a shepherd, and what they would do in Bible times, what the shepherd would do is that he would inspect the fields that they would go into before taking the sheep in there. And as he would inspect the fields, he would find snake holes. He would find uh, different elements that would hurt the sheep. And what he would do is he would get his a bottle of anointed oil and he would pour that anointing oil in those holes so that the snakes 
would not bite the sheep. How many of we thank God that we have a pastor, amen, that not only sees the now, but we have a visionary pastor that sees five years from now. We have a pastor that sees 10 years right now. And the anointing is on him. He's grazing the fields. Uh, he's grazing the land. Uh, he's grazing countries. Amen. Uh, he's pouring out his anointing oil so that we can take the land. I believe Living Word is going to take more territory, uh, more churches, uh, more recovery homes. Amen. But thank God that we have a pastor, amen, uh, that has a vision, amen, to reach the world and touch the lost. He, he's visionary. He sees, he's just, he's just not, amen, for the here and now, but he's looking, amen, for what can happen. He's looking for potential. He, he's looking for the greatness. He's looking for the young disciples. Hello, somebody. I wish there were some young disciples in this place uh, that would rise up and make themselves available and say, man, here I am. Use my life. Send me. What is the anointing? The anointing is simply the presence of God upon your life. The anointing is the Holy Spirit working inside of you and outside of you. The anointing is that life-giving power and ability that the Holy Spirit gives you to meet a certain need. If we're going to reach the gang members... We're going to need, amen, the anointing of God in our life. If we're going to reach the demon possessed, amen, if we're going to reach those that are down and out, those that are in and out of jail, amen, they don't need no fancy, friendly, seeker-friendly sermon, amen. They need the anointing. We need the anointing of God, amen, that will go down deep in a soul where the police can't reach them, where the government can't reach them amen where the present we need an anointing amen that's going to go down and touch their lives and the anointing is hands-on what the shepherd would do is he would get his bottle of anointing he put it on his hands and he lay hands on the sheep. I, I wish some people would get their bottle of anointing out amen a bottle of oil out amen and begin to anoint when's the last time you prayed for somebody that was sick how many of the anointing, we sing it, amen, but the anointing can heal cancer. The anointing can give breakthrough. The anointing can cast out demons. When someone has the anointing, it's God's hand on their life. And we see that on our pastor, amen. We see God's hand that is on us. It's not just the oil. Come on. Pastor Ruben, where are you going to buy your anointed oil? You better, you, you better get, you need more than Amazon, hallelujah. You need the hand of God on your, how many want the hand of God on your life? You can't duplicate the anointing. Well, maybe if I preach like pastor and, and say every word he said, maybe, maybe I'll have the anointing. You can't buy the anointing. You can buy the oil, but you can't buy the anointing. 
But God is looking for someone in this place. And the anointing comes through hardships. The anointing comes through trials. The anointing comes through brokenness. When God breaks you, amen. He's pouring out the anointing on your life. You just got to hold on, baby. Hold on to Jesus, amen. If you got to cry, then cry. If you got to get on your knees, get on your knees. But wipe your tears. Get up. Get ready for the anointing to pour on your life. David experienced the anointing. Remember when Samuel came? He got a horn of oil, amen, poured it on David's life. And the Bible says that as he poured it upon his head, the spirit of the Lord was upon him greatly. But there was David in the sheep field. There he was with a pooper scooper. He wasn't getting no attaboys. He wasn't getting no attention. But he was faithful to what he was called to do. He was there, amen, not looking for a little pat on the back, uh, not being a cheat on or a crybaby, uh, but he's doing what God had called him to do. Uh, he was taking the shit, care of the sheep. Uh, he fought off a lion. Uh, he fought off a bear, amen. Uh, and then those times, uh, it was on those times, amen, of loneliness. Uh, it was on those times of brokenness uh, that God began to anoint this young 16, uh, 17 year Oh, I wish there was some youth in here hallelujah that will rise up you're the fearless generation you're the anointed generation rise up because God wants to pour his spirit on your life there's something powerful about the anointing I love our I don't know how they dance in other churches I don't know how they do their worship in their other churches but I love the way living word does it we ain't got no anoint we ain't got no professional musicians but we got some anointed musicians. I'd rather have an anointed musician than a professional musician. Oh, they come through our churches. Pastor, if you pay me, I'll come and play on a Sunday morning. I don't need to pay nobody. Hallelujah. God is the employer. Amen. And it is God who raises up. And it is God who brings down. And it is God who anoints. See, it's more than being able to preach. Oh, Pastor, I got a sermon. Let me preach Sunday morning. Watch some head roll. No, we don't need to hear that kind of sermon. <laughs> Let me sing, Pastor, and everyone's going to cry. In the we don't need you to hear, hear you sing. We need the anointing of God, amen, in this place. Because it's the anointing that breaks, makes the difference. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Amen. I am anointed to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the sick. Oh, you ain't hearing a Filipino tonight. Sometimes the shepherd would come and he would pour the whole jar on the head of the sheep. I believe I see the anointing on my pastor. Amen. The whole bottle of anointing on his head. And amen. I want some. How many want some of the anointing that Pastor has? You had to come under his headship. You want his notes, but you don't have his heart. But yet you want the anointing. Oh, uh, you ain't here in the Filipino. But I want the anointing. And how the anointing comes, it comes when you come under the headship of your pastor. Because whatever God pours on him, 
It's going to be poured on you. It's going to be poured on you. The blessing that's poured on him is going to be, amen, poured on your life. And as anointing comes, we can have this confidence. Why? Because God is with you. That's why David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He had this confidence that it's in him. And I'm going to know the anointing is not just for the shepherd, but it's for the church. And as we come under the pastor, I don't know what God has for us in 2022. Amen. But I know, amen, it's enemy territory. Because when David was looking, amen, and scouting the land, he was going in enemy territory. Territory filled with snakes. Territory filled with vipers. But as David went, hallelujah. Amen. He began to pour out the anointing of the bottle of oil of anointing. Hallelujah. And they began to take ground. They began to be take territory. We are anointed. Somebody say, I am anointed to reach the unlovable, to reach the unreachable. Amen. You're anointed. I know Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. We need the anointing of God. That's all I have. Amen. Pastor Manuel. Oh, come on. Give the Lord a big hand clap tonight. Come on. Somebody give it up for Jesus tonight. How many are anointed tonight? Turn to your neighbor. Tell them I'm anointed. So don't mess with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here tonight to come and honor our pastor. How many know we got a good pastor? Come on, somebody. And tonight we're, we're doing an acronym on faith, and Pastor John hit on fearless, and then we hear about the anointing, and all these represent our pastor. Our pastor is fearless, he's anointed, and then what I'm going to do on faith, I'm going to do the I uh, uh, for inspiring, inspiring, and I know this is something, I had to look this word up, can I hear an amen? Because I wanted to make sure I'm, I'm doing the right thing, because I used to get inspired when I smoked a lanyard, hello somebody. <laughs> But it was a different kind of inspiring. It was inspiring that got me locked up. Hello. So we got to understand that inspiring, inspiring. When you think about it, inspiring, it means so much. And it has to do with faith. The Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 20, it says, You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Or some translations say it's dead. It's dead. And then you look at the definition of inspiring, inspiring, and it describes our pastor to the T. It says encouraging or making you feel like you want to do something, like making you feel like you want to do something. Inspiring means excitement or exciting. It means to influence, to instill, to motivate, to produce, to spark, to stir, to infect, to inflame, to infuse, and to quicken. And I don't know about you, but when my wife and I came to Living Word about almost 23 years ago, pastor inspired us. It was the Holy Ghost, but it used our pastor. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Making me feel like I had to do something because the Holy Ghost was moving in the house. Amen. And when you really think about that word inspiring, look at some of the antonyms. Because maybe you didn't find yourself, uh, you know, wanting to do anything, not exciting. You're, you know, you're not any of these things. Look at the antonyms of that word. It means you, if you're not inspiring, you're bored, you're dead, you're depressed, you're discouraged, and you're dull. If you're not being inspired by your faith in God and your, 
your faith in God is not moving you to do something, then you are bored, dead, depressed, discouraged, and dull. Can I hear an amen, somebody? But thank God I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about the dead church down the street. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Because there's a lot of people that are here tonight that have been inspired by the Holy Ghost, that have been inspired by our pastor. I don't know about you, but that there's been things that have been imparted to us that have influenced us, that have been instilled in our life and motivated us to get out of that rut that we were in when we first came. Uh, it motivated us to get rid of all them bad habits. Can I hear an amen, somebody? When you get around somebody that has been inspired by the Holy Ghost, uh, that are full of faith, man, it's going to not only be demonstrated in their life, but it's going to impact your life. And if you really don't want what God has, you get away from them people. Am I right? Because you ain't ready. But when you want to get right with God and you want and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired uh, and you and you're tired of sucking on tumbleweeds. Can I hear an amen, somebody, you know, just rolling all over the place from church to church uh, when you finally settle down somewhere and plant yourself uh, and you get around somebody that has been inspired by the Holy Ghost. It'll get you lit. Can I hear an amen? It'll light you up, man. It'll light you up. And it, it will inspire you to do something. It'll move you. It'll inspire you into a destiny that God has for your life. It'll inspire you to unlock and to loosen the plan and the purposes of God for your life. Uh, and it'll blow your mind. Can I hear an amen, somebody? When you get inspired, faith will inspire you. If you read your Bible, you find in Hebrews chapter 11, the, the, the chapter of faith, it says there in verse 32 and 34, it was talking about some of the people that had responded, that were inspired by faith and, and how they responded to them. But at the end it says, and what more shall I say? I do not have time to talk about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephiath, and David, and Samuel, and the prophets. Who through faith, that because they were inspired by faith, they conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. Is when you're inspired by the faith that God has put inside of us, you're able to get back everything the devil done stole from you. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And you're able to claim the promises that God has for your life, uh, and you begin to live out the promises of God in your life. And when, you, when your faith is unlocked and your faith is activated, you get inspired, man. Even though through the trials that we all go through and the daily things that we have to deal with and being transformed uh, still in our weaknesses and still in areas that, that God is still working on, that we got to wear a hard hand because stuff is falling off of us. Can I hear an amen, somebody? But even in those seasons where God is working in us, there's an inspiration that comes from within your spirit that, that you know you can't stop and you won't stop and you're trusting in God uh, and you're believing in God to do what he called you to do and to do it in you first before he can do it through you. And you see here that these men, they gained what was promised. They shut the mouth of lions. They quenched the fires of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned into strength. How many, when you came to the Lord, you were weak. I mean, you felt like Superman when you did that line. Hello, oh, praise the Lord. Take on the world. You all of a sudden, but then you were, you were Minnie Mouse after that. Hello, somebody. Looking for your ears. 
but whose weakness. And when we came into the house of God, I don't know about you, when my wife and I came, uh, we were so weak. We were weak within our spirit. We were weak within our, our decision making. We were weak within everything within our life. Uh, but because we were inspired and because our faith began to grow, God began to turn our weaknesses into strength. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And now, now not, we're not only living our life now, but we're there in Chino Hills. We've been there 15 years, uh, and we're inspiring people over there. That people that they got the call of God, uh, we're not keeping it to ourselves. What was imparted to us uh, is being multiplied over there in Chino Hills. Can I hear an amen, somebody? We've been inspired by the best. Yeah, it was the Lord, but God used our pastor. Can I hear an amen, somebody? He would tell me, man, you can do it. You can do what God called you to do. Pick yourself up. Look, put your head up and know that you're anointed and that God is with you and that is God before you. And if God is before you, who could be against you? you so we're doing the same thing over there in chino hills uh, people are being inspired and in, over there in chino hills they're coming beat up from the feet up tore up one eyeball the half of their hair falling off can i hear an amen somebody but god is bringing an inspiration to them and they're being inspired with the vision of reaching teaching mending and sending uh, god is restoring lives uh, things are happening it's being lived out over there See, your faith, your faith that you have in God will inspire you. It'll bring life to your dead bones. It'll bring life to that negative spirit that some of us have sometimes. It'll bring life into that death that we have within our life of all our hopes and all our dreams. Uh, that because of past failures and mistakes. and man, man, you, get, you let faith inspire you. It'll bring life to all them dead areas and you'll live again. Can I hear an amen, somebody? When you begin to get inspired, you begin to live again. Uh, you'll begin to want to do what God called you to do. You'll begin to dream again. You'll begin to trust again. Uh, you'll begin to hold on to God's hand again and move in the direction then after it does works in you then that that inspiring that God brought in you will begin to work around you and then you'll begin to inspire people where before nobody wanted to be around you hello they ran when they saw you coming they ran they knew you wanted their money their car keys or you wanted something from them without asking hello somebody all of a sudden, God begins to inspire you and your faith begins to grow. Then everywhere you go, you begin to inspire people because that what has been done to you. And what those things that have been imparted to you begin to spill over. And you'll see how God will use you in ways that will blow your mind, man. I, I would never have thought my wife and I would be in a church in Chino Hills. I thought it was a hills full of Chinos. Hello, somebody. <laughs> I know I look kind of Asian. Can I hear? I look like Gino's brother right here. They always think I'm Filipino. I said, no, I'm not no Filipino. I know a Filipino. I always tell them about Gino. I got a Filipino friend. Maybe that's rubbing off on me. But Chino Hills, man, and we would never thought we would, God could use a people like us. We thought, man, no, man. We would thought that we could never do what God's called us to do. And, but the devil is a liar. Can I hear an amen? That was an inspiration from God. That was, that was oppression and depression from the devil. Can I hear an amen? Amen. So 
Remember that your faith will inspire those around you as God inspires you. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap. That's all I got. I'm going to go ahead and call Pastor Octavio from Living Word Garden. San Gabriel Valley. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Woo. All right, I'm going to be two minutes, and that's it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to be here and just to honor my pastor, amen, our pastor. You know, I love him so much. I've learned so much. And uh, my letter is T for Tavo. I mean, teachable. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, I've learned so much. I've learned so much from my pastor. I don't know why I'm nervous, but praise God. That's, I'm teachable. I'm teachable. And, um, you know, I'm just humbled and honored, you know, to, to be able to minister the word, but to be here, you know, in the presence of all these beautiful people, pastors, and hallelujah. Um, I'm overwhelmed. Overwhelmed because I remember him sharing some words to me many years ago. And he's, he always said, you know, Octavio, you know more than what you think or what you believe within yourself. And I, I never forgot those. It was in the, in the parking lot after service because I felt like a nobody. How I many ever feel even in the kingdom of God you feel like you're worthless, like God ain't really going to use you? Amen. But you, when you allow yourself to be open to a, and have a, a teachable spirit and you observe, I'm an observer, I look, man. I'm always looking and I'm always seeing, I'm always hearing. Come on. A pastor said that your greatest tools are your ears and your eyes. You're always looking and you're always listening. Hallelujah. You take out the bad, but you're listening and taking the good. That's wisdom. See, that's wisdom. Now, you could go to the book of Matthew chapter 11. I'm going to be really fast. Hallelujah. Just fast enough. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me tonight? Praise the Lord. Matthew eleven twenty-five. 25. And the Bible says, At the time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. And all are... And all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son. But the Father ne neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whom whosoever the Son will reveal him. And in verse 28 says, Come unto me, all you that are all you that labor and are heavy laden, he said, I will give you rest. And he says, take my yoke upon you and learn. Everybody say, learn. learn. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you, will sh and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. Say, it's easy. easy. So you ever think it's hard? The Bible says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. See, I read this scripture and I see every characteristic of my pastor here. Amen. I see, amen, that, that Pastor, amen, he has a meek and a humble heart. He's very gentle. Hallelujah. Even at times I thought he was going to rebuke me, but he always, you know, just has a way of speaking to you. He has a way of just saying even one word and you know what he's trying to say. I mean, know what I'm talking about. Amen. But you see here, you see, amen, a man, amen, he says, come. And another illustration says, learn of me. He said, let me teach you. Let me teach you the way. This is Jesus speaking. How many followers of Jesus Christ? 
He says, he says, follow me, learn of me, for I am meek, for I am lowly. Come on, somebody. Amen. The greatest example, the greatest teacher, teacher is Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? And I believe, amen, my pastor, amen, hallelujah, amen, as we're honoring him, amen, for Father's Day because he is our spiritual father. And I consider him as not only my spiritual father, as my papa, my dad, amen. Come on, somebody. I needed a father. I needed a mentor. Somebody, amen, to lead me and show me. Hallelujah. And sometimes, amen, we want, we want all these crazy things. Just learn. Learn to be teachable. Learn to be, amen, an observer of men, amen, that are going before us and learn from them. Learn the good. Sometimes you think it's all highlights and show and everything, but you haven't seen the how that they've been through. You see, learn, amen, learn what they're saying, what they're trying to bring out, hallelujah, so you can become a powerful man and a powerful woman. Come on, somebody, because I know there's women here today. Come on. See, in Proverbs 26, 12 says, do you, do, you, do you see a man who is unteachable and wise in his own eyes and full of self-conceit? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Let me say it again. There is more hope for a fool than for him. And I want to encourage you today. Stay teachable. See here the proverb says. Re, re, and he's writing and, and he's teaching us. Amen. About to reprove a scorner lest he hates thee. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in his learning. I believe, amen, that having a teachable spirit, it is the most important element, the key of success in life, ministry, relationships, and everything that you do, amen. If you have reached a place where you can no longer learn anything, you are dead. I don't care what title you have, amen. You, we uh, got to understand that you always got to remain teachable. Everybody say teachable. teachable. See, someone who is teachable will have certain qualities. And I'm just going to say them real quick. Number one, ever say number one? A spirit of humility. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Number two, a hunger for wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The Bible says, blessed is the man that hungers and thirsts after righteousness, for he shall be satisfied. And the third thing, is, it says, open eyes. Open your eyes. Look in there say, open your eyes. You are to have open eyes and unclogged ears. Sometimes we want to close our ears to the truth. The truth that's going to set us free. The truth that's going to change us. Come on, somebody. And in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 11 says, Even children are known by the way they act, whether their conduct is pure and whether it is right. Ears to hear and eyes to see, both are gifts from the Lord. If you love sleep, if you love sleep, you will end in poverty. Keep your eyes open and there will be plenty to eat. Like Pastor John was talking about, amen, that, you know, sometimes we, we've come from a place where we've had nothing. But because of the learning and the understanding of the word, watching our leader, amen, our pastor, I've seen him through thick and thin. I remember, man, many times, I remember when he got in an accident in a van and all everything, he was getting sick and I think he got, in a, you know, he got, he got injured and everything. You know, we were, I remember a lot of things. I don't have time to speak it all, but I, I remember, amen, him just sharing words. And I remember one word that he always used to tell me, Octavio, calmadito. 
Calmadito. He says, slow down. Just take it easy and let God do what he needs to do. You see, some simple things that our leaders, amen, and most of all, our pastors, amen. My pastor has taught me a lot, amen, just by watching him. I've learned and I've learned and I've learned. This time I've been in the office and he's rebuking somebody and, 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 and I learn and I watch and I'm like, okay, I know how to do it now. See, you're always going to learn something. Amen. You're never going to know it all. If you think you know it all, amen, hallelujah, you, you, you better come to the altar so we can pray for you. Because we don't want you to mess up this ministry. Come on, somebody. Amen. But you see, when you're open and, and, and you remain teachable, the Bible says that, you know, you'll get to a place of satisfaction in your life. Amen. I didn't make it this far because me, I, the I, 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 come on, because I'm not a Mexican with three eyes. Come on. I only got two. Hallelujah. And I didn't get this far because of my, my intellect, my education. It was because I allowed myself to become teachable, hallelujah, to the man of God that has gone before you through the wisdom and the anointing of the Spirit of God, amen. And we love you. Thank you, Pastor. We love you. Let's give it up for Pastor Reggie from Inland Empire. God bless you. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a great clap offering, amen? My God. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a good shout tonight. Come on, Jesus, come on, Jesus. Woo, it's always so good to be in the house of God. And, you know, we know Father's Day is this Sunday. Come on, somebody, Father's Day is this Sunday. We know the church here is honoring our spiritual father, amen? And so we just came out today just to come and show our support for the man of God. Come on, somebody, for our spiritual father and how much you love him and how much we love him and how much he has imparted into our lives. He has done so much, amen, and he's, he's poured out so much of his life. He's given himself for the work of the ministry. Can someone say amen? amen. Anytime a ministry is being birthed or anytime a ministry is going to grow, something has to die. And he has been the sacrifice. He has sacrificed so much. And so we're grateful. Someone say grateful. We are grateful. And today we have some great men who came and, and shared some powerful words uh, because we looked at the word faith and the acronym for faith. We just laid it out and, and is, is, is fearless. When you see a man of God, and we need that. If, if you're a man of God, if you're a woman of God in this church and, and you got faith, we have to learn to become fearless. Come on, somebody, to become fearless. Because why? Because this world and what's going on now is trying to make us fearful. It's trying to fill us with a bunch of fear. But when you stand for righteousness and you stand for the things of God, you said, God, you have filled me up. I'm fearless and I stand trusting you because I believe in what God says and I believe in what his word says. Can someone say amen? And so then you look at, 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 at Bishop talking about the anointing. The anointing is needed because it's the anointing that breaks the yokes. Come on. It is the anointing. It's the ability to do what God called us to do. When you feel the faith, sometimes what happens is we lack the anointing. We lack the dunamis, the power of God. And we know we have faith in God, but we lose our actions in the faith of doing the things of God. And you look at inspiration, Pastor Man, you're talking about inspiration, being inspired. Someone say inspired. Inspired by God. Inspired by, listen, listen closely, by inspired by those who went before us. 
Because there's some great men that went before us. Pastor Larry Reed, who's been to be with the Lord. Pastor Stella, our, our spiritual mother, who went to be with the Lord. Come on, somebody. Women and men who have inspired us. And get inspired by the people you're running with now. Your neighbor. Come on, somebody. Your brother, your sister right next to you. Get inspired by them. And get inspired by our spiritual father who has kept true to the faith. Come on, somebody. Who has kept true to the things of God. Wow. Then you're being teachable, Pastor, talking about being teachable, allowing us to learn and to glean and to grow. Amen. Because sometimes we get to a point where we know, we know everything and we know and no one could tell us nothing no more because, you know, we have a church or we got ministry. So we lack the teachable spirit. We lack the ability to be taught anything because we feel the enemy's trying to use that to belittle us. No, God is just trying to build us. Come on, somebody. God is trying to enhance us. Amen. And tonight I have the, uh, the privilege to talk about, someone say hope. Hope. My God, hope. Faith builds hope. When you see a, a man of God and a woman of God full of faith, it builds hope. And hope is, is a word of the words for, for feeling trust or having trust, hope and anticipating that it's going to happen. And when you're a man of God and a woman of God that is full of faith, and when you have a man and a woman of God in your life who's full of faith, you, you look and you say, my God, if they did it, I could do it. If they did it, I can do it. If God touched their marriage, it'll touch my marriage. If it touched their kids, it'll touch my kids. So hope is powerful. When we have hope in God, when we have hope, in the word of God when we have hope in the things of God it creates an anticipation yeah 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 it's gonna happen yeah 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 they're gonna change we need to get back and say God I am hoping for my children I'm hoping for my marriage I am having hope again that God is going to use me and that God is not done with us come on church give the Lord a great clap offering that's what hope does. Hope builds things. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 23, it says, If you, or if indeed you, continue in the faith. If you continue in the faith, you're going to see great things. If you stay long enough, you will see some awesome things happen. And it goes on, it says these words, grounded, my God. John talked about being grounded. Someone say grounded. Grounded and steadfast. Another word for steadfast means firm. If you are grounded and firm in your faith, I'm telling you today, great things will happen. We look at our pastor and we see how God shows an example and he put a shepherd up here, a spiritual father for us to see. He said, look at, he has been grounded and he has been steadfast. He's been attacked. He's been hit. He's been through things. Uh, but I tell you, he's still standing. Come on, somebody. When you have faith and you trust God, you will get hit. If you've never been through nothing in this church, my God, something is wrong with you. Are you sure you're human? Because I've been hit, we've been hit, he's been hit, and he's showing us how to continue to be steadfast. 
Tell your neighbor, steadfast. It says, and not being moved away from the hope. My God. I, I, I want to just look at this really quick. Because the enemy likes to come and try to build a philosophy that it's okay to do wrong. Are you with me? L listen to this. It says, says, and are not moved away from the hope. Moved away from the hope, from the faith, from the anticipation. Because there becomes a philosophy that begins to say, listen, you can do whatever you want and you'll be okay. I'll get quiet in this holy place. And so there's some philosophy and some teaching out there that gets you twisted. And it'll rob you of your anticipation. It'll rob you of what God has for you. So I'm telling you today, you need to be men and women who are rooted in him. See, when you have faith in God, when you have faith in the things of God, when you have faith in what God is doing, listen to what I'm saying. And when you have hope, three things happen. Number one, you are rooted in him. Hope will cause you to be rooted in him. Hope will cause you to be alive in him. Listen to me. Hope will cause you to be hidden in him. Anticipating, come on, someone say anticipating. Number another thing, hope will cause you to be complete in Him. Man, I, I know what God is doing, and man, I, I see it being done in that church, I see it being done in my sister's life, I see it be done in my brother's life, I see it be done in my pastor's life. My God, it builds my hope. Someone say hope. It builds my hope. This is what we're doing today. Want to build your hope. Want to build the fearness inside you. Come on, build that anointing inside you. Build that inspiration inside you. Build that teachable spirit inside you. Build that hope in you. Says, man, I've been going through some stuff and I've been lacking in some of those areas. Because how many know you can lack in those things? You can be saved. You can love God and still lack in a few things. We can lack in a few things, and that'll cause us to miss some stuff. And tonight, we want to tell you, you, you ain't going to miss it. You're going to be okay. Come on, somebody. We're going to be all right. We're going to thrive. Because why? Because a man and woman of faith is fearless. Come on, somebody. A man and woman of God is anointed by God to make a difference. A man and woman of God will inspire others to change. A man and woman of God allow themselves to be taught so they can grow and learn and affect others. A man and woman of God of faith draws hope and anticipation for others. Can everybody get excited in this church? Can somebody give the Lord a good shout? I want us to stand tonight, church. So much was said. So many things, and I know God tugged at our heart. And if we can be open before God today, if we can be open and say, God, I, I, my faith has wavered. My faith has been shooken. And I, my, I haven't been as fearless as I used to be. I haven't been as, as fearless as I want to be. 
I haven't functioned in the anointing in a while. I, 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 matter of fact, my anointing is dribbling, falling away. The Bible says that, that Damson didn't even know the Holy Ghost had left them, that the anointing had left them. Because we can dip into some things that will tie us up and rob us of our anointing. And all of a sudden we are messing around and this sin separates us from God. And it begins to pull away from the anointing. And we find ourselves hiding and never really doing what God wants us to do. And we're trying to help you get back. And we stay unteachable. We're not wanting to listen no more. We don't want to accept the truth no more. We don't want to say something's wrong with us. We don't want to say, I need help. We don't want to be open to come out of whatever trap or whatever place that we're at that's not allowing us to grow and to mature. Our pastor has been challenged in a lot of these areas. And we come to honor him because we thank him for him being transparent to us as a pastor and helped us to say, you know what, if he can do it, we can do it. We can be open. Come on, somebody. We can follow. We can follow in those footsteps. I say, you know what, Lord, I, I need you right now. I need you right now because the enemy has, has robbed me of allowing me to learn something. Learn to be weak, church, and allow your weakness to cause you to grow. Allow yourself to be fragile right now so that you can get better. We, we always come in with, with our armor on and we, we're in church and we got our armor and we're fighting and defending ourselves from the word of God. And we're trying to hold back from being broken. These words that came forth are trying to break us so that we can become better. Not bitter. Not, not, not to disvalue us, but to bring value to us. Come on, somebody. So we have to learn to say, I'm going to learn today. I'm going to be open today. I'm laying my armor down. I'm laying all these shields down. And I, I, I am going through some stuff. Because I haven't been hoping and I haven't been anticipating for a lot of things. My anticipation and my hope for God hasn't been there. And I'm lacking. And today I, I need to get back my hope. I need to get back anticipating for change and breakthrough and mighty things to take place in my life. And I believe God is here today and God is saying to you, church, respond. Church, be open. Church, Allow health, spiritual health to come your way. Allow the deliverance to happen. Allow the change to take place. Stand out. Become different. Don't leave this place the same. Maybe you're here today and say, Pastor, all this does being preached and I'm hearing about what you're saying, but I don't know this Jesus you're talking about. I don't know this Pastor. I, I came, I was invited, I just walked in. I don't know this Jesus. You're saying, Pastor, I don't know this Jesus. Let me tell you what, Jesus loves you. And he died on the cross for you. And if you believe that he, he, he'll forgive you of all your sins and you accept him into your heart, he'll set you free. He'll set you free. If that's you today, say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my heart. I need this Savior that's in my, that's it, that I'm seeing that people are, are being touched by it, people are being moved by it. I need that Jesus. If that's you, tonight just lift the hand and say, I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my heart. Or maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I don't know if I will leave today while heaven will be my home. If you have that question right now, 
and you're questioning that heaven is, you don't know if heaven's going to be your home, you need to repent. You need to get right with God. God is saying, you're saying, I've been messing around. I, I have been doing right. And I need to fix some stuff. I need to fix some things. I want heaven to be my home. Because if we leave today and, and God forbid that we would get an accident, will heaven be our home? Or are we not allowing ourselves to change and allowing God to be who he is in our life? So, Pastor, I, I need to get some things right with God. If that's just step up your hand, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I need to get some stuff right with God. I need to get some things right with God.